tonight and we are live in the studio in Clearwater and I am Dr. I am not Dr. Angel. I know I guess I'm not. I am Mama Mac and you are who? I'm Dr. Angel. Hey that tells you what happens when you've had a cold and a cough right? (laughs) We have identity crises. Uh, we have definitely had colds and coughs, right? So, we have. It's and been... if we cough, forgive us, audience. It's been going around. And even our engineer, Chris, sounds horrible. He's like Gravel City in there in the in the control room, aren't you? Can we think of a maybe a better way to word that than even even Chris sounds horrible? Even Chris horrible. is horrible. I tell you, yeah. Oh my. Well, here's the good news. The good news is we're here and we we're are. excited to be here. Yes. And we're glad to be back live. We've had a couple shows where I was in Mexico for a couple weeks, and then you were in Mexico, and uh, you know, so we've been the month of February is a little crazy for us on Go Yard. So, but it has we did, been. we did do some great repeat shows and uh, we don't like to do that very often but it was necessary this time so anyway tonight's a new topic and it's a new day and it's a new month it's march of 2016 can you believe that i cannot this year feels like it's flying by doesn't it doesn't it just feel like it was christmas i know yeah yesterday dr angel falzoni our resident expert phd licensed mental health counselor the woman that knows it all on all these topics no, tonight's topic is really interesting. I think it really applies to every single person. And I don't care how young you are. Well, young, yeah, teenagers, or how old you are. You're in usually some kind of relationship or you have been in some kind of relationship. So we're talking about navigating relationships. Well, there you go. That sounds like a good topic for this title tonight and uh you know we have been talking about doing this show for a while you and i we have and uh because everybody has issues in their lives with relationships whether that be a marriage uh just a dating relationship whether that is just relationships and families but tonight we're really going to talk more about significant relationships aren't we yeah we're talking a little more about the romantic relationship yeah. but some of these principles do apply do to apply. other relationships and friendships as well they do they, they do. do and you know what's funny is that I've had a lot of people, you know, that I've spoken to over the last couple of months who had been in a long-term relationship, some were in marriages for long periods of time, and now they are, that relationship is over. And right. it's really scary at to, culture has changed so much since the last time some of these people have been out dating. Oh, and, yeah. And everything seems a lot different. And they look at me and they're like, what do I do? Oh, I know. And we want to talk about all that. We do. And, you know, my parents' generation was that uh, generation of World War II and, you know, and all that. And where a lot of them stayed married, no matter what 
was going on in their lives, let's say. And uh, that has changed. That whole paradigm has changed through the years, hasn't it, since since World War II. It and, really and has. The 50s, the 60s. Life began to get a little different for our culture anyway. It has. It's gotten a lot different. In fact, even our young or millennials are, that are adult age, a lot of them are even choosing not to get married these days. It's bizarre. You know, when I came out of high school and college, all of my friends, we all got married either in college, which I did after the second year of college, and or a lot of them got married right after college. So 2022, that was normal. True. Back then. In fact, if you weren't married by 21, you were an old maid. Yeah, absolutely. Seriously. That was the culture. That was the time. And that's the way it was. And it's not that way anymore, Dr. Angel. No, it is not that way. And I think there's a lot of good positives about people waiting. Or they're waiting longer to get married. Um, I think there's a lot of positives because they're sure. able to start developing who they are as a person. Um, recently, my oldest son told me that in some seminar he went to he learned that until you're about 24 your your personality is not really kind of settled in maybe the that's not the right word for it personality maybe isn't the right word but but until you're 24 you're changing so much that was the it point it's very true in fact um, our brain isn't even fully developed until That's we're 24. It. That's it. There you go. <laughs> ding, ding. Where's the bell? That was what I was looking for. Our brains are not fully developed till about age 24. That's kind of weird. Isn't that? Yes. You don't think of that. You think, oh, puberty, you know. We do. And our brains continue to develop well into that early adulthood stage. And so when we make choices before that, we're not sometimes all the way ready or understand ourselves enough to make lifelong commitments. Exactly. Yeah. And, but, okay, so we're going to talk about dating. We're going to talk about how our cha our lives evolve and change through the years. So a lot of our listeners are probably in the age group where uh, possibly they have been married and divorced and are dating again. Quite possibly. Very much possible. Because that's pretty common these days, it isn't is. it? And, um, you know, some people stay married forever and, and more power to you if you can. Yes, they do. Absolutely. But in an, even if that's you and you're like, I, I've been married for 30, 40, 50 years. Right. This show can still have great things for you because it's wrapped up in if you're not dating and how to how to navigate that, but how to keep and right. maintain healthy relationship. Exactly. And so this is a show kind of for all aspects of where we are in our romantic relationship absolutely i recently uh well it's been a while now maybe last year sometime performed a wedding for some friends who had been married 40 years got a divorce and um were separated divorced for four years and then fell back in love and said no we want to spend the rest of our lives together and it was a great wedding because it was just so cool how they're you know, they had gone that path of dating others for a while and realized no, that's not what I want. You know, you know it's cool? funny that it is cool. And I've seen many people do that, that yeah. had been married, divorced, dated other people, and then came back came and back. remarried the, their first spouse. And one of the reasons is because of Facebook. Would you not say? I definitely believe <laughs> social media. <laughs> Talk to me about that, because people before, doctor, a lot of times if you move across the country, people, you lost touch, touch with high school friends. I've lost touch with most of my high school friends, most of them. Okay, I don't know where they are, but I'm not looking for them either. So you know what I'm saying. But if I were, I'd probably be able to find them now with Absolutely. social media social whereas media, before yes. it has really changed the way we can communicate and keep in touch with people in our lives and 
it was funny because a few years ago I went to my 20th high school reunion and not very many people showed up. And right. I think it's because we all have been in touch with each other over social media. We we know where everyone's kind of going and doing in their lives. Because really? Because they're kind of a part of, we see their children's photos on right. social media and things right. that are going on in their lives. And so it's a way to kind of rekindle with past people of our lives or sure. keep in touch with significant people or people who've been significant for right. us. Right. Which brings us to the topic of people who are at a place where they want to start dating or they want to find somebody new in their life. Maybe they're recently divorced or maybe they've been divorced for a number of years or whatever and they're alone and they're lonely. Um, the dating scene has changed through the years. It is not the local bar nearly like it used to be, right? It is not. It is not that way at all. In fact, Internet has totally changed how dating works. <laughs> and even for my, um, I have a lot of therapists, a lot of young 20s, early 30s therapists who have never been married. And it's all about this online dating platform now. Yes. You know, making their profiles on whatever website. And you can have very specific websites for certain, you know, if you're looking to meet an African-American, there's African-American dating sites or Christian websites. or So there's some very specific. There are senior websites. There I happen are, to know about that, or at least I've heard about that. Let's put there it that are. Way. There's same-sex relationship <laughs> websites. I mean, sure. there can be very there's specific There's all kinds ones. of things. Right. And so this online dating has connected people who would probably have never met right. in life. Right. Through, because of geography. A lot of people are getting married from people they've met online. I got to tell you, my youngest son did that very thing. He was, you know, mid-30s, not married, hadn't been married, and got on eHarmony a few years back. And within just a few clicks, <laughs> found Candy. And, and now they've been married now almost three years. And it really was successful for him. But I know for a lot of people, it can be very difficult. It can be very difficult. And so what happens is when we're dating online is people can represent themselves any way we, they want. Oh, yeah. So That's kind of scary, isn't it? You need to know that. You need to know that up front. Isn't it true that some people put pictures of other people that are not themselves also? Totally true story. <laughs> Isn't it true that some people put narrative about who they are and all the things they like to do and whatever, and it's just a bunch of... And it's totally inaccurate and untrue, right. and after you start dating, you start realizing what happened yeah. to that person that I thought I was dating. So that is something, that's something to keep in mind when right. we're on online dating platforms. Uh, making those profiles can be kind of stressful for some people. Sure. You know, so just keep your profile simple and keep it honest. Right. You know, you don't have to put your resume out there for right. someone. You know, keep it simple. Be honest. Um, you don't have to wait for people just to contact you. If you're flipping through profiles and you see somebody that might be interesting, reach out to them. Sure. You know, that whole guy asks girl for date thing is it's totally yeah, over. Yeah, that's these kind days of over, isn't it? Things have changed drastically. It, it is. It's totally over. And there is nothing wrong with any per, any one gender reaching out. So right. it's, it's totally acceptable to do. And I hear stories of people that have reconnected with their high school sweethearts from 30 years ago or 40 years mm -hmm. ago. Um, I, I just heard that recently, a, a story. I was in a social setting, and I asked this couple, where did you meet? Well, we actually met in high school, and we reconnected here about a few years back and been, you know, 30 years separated and been married, divorced, and, and all that, kids and both families. It's Isn't that interesting that, that it, with social media now that those kinds of things can happen? Absolutely. Know? It's really made 
the world avail accessible to us and anybody that's in that world we used to just have you know used to be years ago that the statistic was most people married somebody within five miles of where they live oh really okay that is not the case anymore at all no and so you know you have access to people in other continents and countries which is cool and scary at the same time it is so you know you want to be safe and you want to be guarded and cautious cautious is a great word yeah, because I think a lot of times people, we want to trust, we want to believe, you know, that the person we're communicating is telling us the truth. But a lot of times it's not that way, doctor. I don't know if there's any other thing that you can tell our audience about being more cautious because I really feel like it's an important problem going on. It is. It is very important. And, you know, the person might present like everything you think you wanted, needed and desired, Prince Charming or Princess or whatever it is you're looking for. And their package may not be accurate. And so some of our next tips will be really helpful for you to navigate that aspect of it. All right, let's talk about that. And by the way, if any of you'd like to join into this discussion tonight, call in. That is fine. Since we're live in the studio, the number is 727-441-3000. I'm going to give that to you again, and you can call in or you can text, which comes directly to my phone. And a lot of our listeners now prefer texting because they don't like to be heard on the radio for some reason or they're afraid they'll say the wrong thing. Our texting Google number is easy to remember. It's 727-888-4171. One more time, 727-888-4171. Or you want to call in and talk, then that's fine tonight. Chris will answer the phone and patch you through to us uh, with your question or your comment. 727 441 3,000. All right, let's talk about relationships, doctor. Well, you know, just because the world is starting to go to this online platform doesn't mean we can't still meet people doing everyday things, too. That's right. Exactly. And so one of the things I always tell people is do what you like to do. You know, if you enjoy rollerblading, join rollerblading group. Or if you enjoy kayaking, there's groups of people that do all kinds of things. Yes. And what a better way, great way to meet somebody who already enjoys an activity that you enjoy. That you enjoy. Yes. Yeah, my youngest son, I give another example, was in a running club for years when he was single in his early 30s, late 20s. He was always, wherever he lived, he joined a running club and met a lot of good people that way. So that's that's an excellent that's way to do it. a great way. And that, again, it, it helps you find somebody who has the same interest that you do. Absolutely. So, you know, don't just get stuck that you have to go online, but don't be afraid of online either. So okay. Let's right. keep it open. So navigating a new relationship. All right. Let's talk about new relationships. Ooh. They can be hard. They can. And, and they can be fun. They can because there's so much excitement and getting to right. know another person and, and start that bonding going. Sure. One of the things we make a mistake of is we get stuck on a label. Right. Oh, we're now our relationship status online. We are in a relationship. We want to be able to say that. So. Oh, I know on Facebook. We're dating it, now. Yeah. yeah. Put that on there. <laughs> Chris, you're it's, laughing. <laughs> it's not real if it's not on Facebook. I know. It doesn't count. Isn't it true? It doesn't count. It's true. If, I, if you don't see it on your Facebook wall, <laughs> it doesn't count. Uh, but you know what? There are a lot of people who rush to put in a relationship there, and maybe part of that is to keep the you know everybody crazies, else away the crazies at bay <laughs> keep the crazies well, at bay. And a lot of people do it because <laughs> when we're on social media we want everyone to think we are have cool. this fabulous life yeah and so not being in a relationship might mean we don't others don't see us we're as not fabulous cool. that's it's right. okay to not be in a relationship it's totally okay so don't get stuck and hung up on the label 
Yes, but I, I have grandchildren who, uh, grandsons who are still, you know, in that early puberty time. And when I see in a relationship, I, I'm thinking, you know, you're really uh, not not allowing the rest of the fish to, to swim to the top of the pond. Well, and, and at that age, I mean, let's be honest, how often do you see someone who's in a relationship at a very young age and have that stick for a long period of time. Not very often, right? Never. No, it's rare. <laughs> so, what, so, so what you're going to run into is you're going to be, eventually you're going to become that person who is so frequently changing their relationship status that you end up looking like there's a problem with you. Exactly. Or you're doing something wrong. People are going to start looking at you like, wait a minute, you were just in a, what, you what happened? Yeah, so, exactly. Wait, huh? You know, and while all the while everyone around you has been in one long relationship for five years, but you've been in seven relationships over the course of five years. Oh, yeah. And because you posted every other minute <laughs> on Facebook it, about it. It's so it, true, Chris. You know, it's like I, no one needs to know how many relationships I've been in over the course of the last three years. Uh, exactly. One of, one of my grandsons, that's one, three or seven, it doesn't right. matter. One of my grandsons started doing this in sixth grade. No, okay, and to me, I was like, "Oh, please, come on! <laughs> You're in a relationship in sixth grade." I'm sorry, but anyway, go no, ahead, I doctor. Hear you. And there's just some things in our frustrating. lives that we don't need to make public to everybody. That's true. The right. most committed relationship I had when I was in sixth grade was with my teenage mutant ninja turtle collection. <laughs> I mean, that's, you just aged yourself, Chris. Yeah, well, yes, you hey. did. What are you talking about? Ninja Turtles are back. Yeah, they're back. Yeah, but they were gone for 30 years. So anyway. Oh, what are you trying to say? No, no, not saying that. All right, doctor, let's hear how we navigate some new relationships. We want to take things slow. Slow. This is super important. I don't care if it's online, in person. Take it slow. Yes. You know, a lot of times when we find that person, we think this is Mr. or Mrs. Right, and we just go Full in, 100 miles an hour, head over heels, and... I challenge our audience to think back on the failed relationships of, say, the last 10 years or whatever, and and evaluate that. How quick was it? Because I agree with you, Doctor. This is one of the biggest problems that people get into in relationships. They're so excited to find somebody that wants to spend time with them. You know, and they're, I, 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 they like me, they love me, ah. you know, and they jump. Very quickly. They do. It's like this bungee cord. They just go right <laughs> off and then they flip out when it's bouncing back because it failed. Yeah. And so take it slow. Take it slow. You know, just, you know, leaving mystery in a relationship is a good thing. What do you mean things, by that? Leaving mystery. Letting you self-discover each other in a process as, yeah. as you are growing and your relationship is growing. You know, some people just throw everything out there, you know, date one, two, three. They know their life stories, all their fears, all their traumas, whatever it is. And you know, that's just going, there's not that trust. So we, right. we need to build trust right. with that person. And that takes time. And getting to know them is part of building that trust. Because trust is a foundation to successful relationships. Absolutely. Trust, communication. I know you're going to talk about communication. But trust is built over time, is it not? It is not yes. something that happens in two dates. And then suddenly you're taking this person home to meet mom, you know? And in two weeks you're moving in together. And <laughs> Right. It's not, that's too complicated. We need, just need to Slow take time down. to get to know each other. Right. And build that trust. You know, and a big problem, I've, I have counseled people through the years, and I know you have too, that when they rush into relationships, a lot of times one of those 
persons is very controlling and they want all of their time they want their new loves time constantly every free moment oh, what are we going to do saturday what are we going to do sunday what are we going to do you know and then like you said a minute ago they're moving in together way too soon they a do. lot of people well you know it's not even about control and it can be but a lot of times yes and we jump in too fast and now we're giving this other person all of our undivided any extra time we have is now with this one person as we've neglected family, friends, other things that we used to spend our time doing. Why do people do that? Because I've seen it for years with people I've sat down and talked to and counseled. Why do people tend to do that? Well, I think people tend to do that out of insecurity. I do too. Yes. You know, and they're, you know, if I'm they're afraid of losing that apart, person, right? Yeah. Something bad could happen. So if right. we're with each other all the time. And you know what's made that even worse, in my opinion, is our cell phone situation where we text. So many people text and don't talk. They do. They and do. you know what? That rings a bell because <laughs> I honestly, I can tell you several situations that I know of and there's all the communication seems to be texting. In fact, they just, they don't ever get on the phone and talk. That's true. And you know, texting can be really great. And that's something we were going to go through and talk about. It can be great. You know, hey, thinking about you. Or I hope you have oh, a yeah, great day. Oh, yeah, that's different. Those are great little, yeah. you know, connectors during the day. But texting should not be our whole of communication. We've talked about communication so many times. And, you know, that written word is only 7% of how we communicate. And so we're losing that 93%. Oh, yes. You need to go back over that. Would you do that? Because I can't – I think this this whole concept – the part of relationships where all people can do is text with each other, it really causes tremendous problems as you go on in your relationship. You know what I'm saying? It, it does. And because it's That's a good an effective communication. Ago. And so when we are just using words, we're leaving out so many important aspects. We're, we're losing eye contact. We're losing um, the paralanguage and the body language. And, you know, we're missing all of that. And that's the parts that help us really understand what each other are saying and build trust. Okay, I agree totally with you, but to the listener out there that says, well, I mean, I can say I'm used to texting. That to me is easier, and that to me gets my point across, and I can say things on a text I can't say in person, and blah, blah, blah. What do you say to that person who's well, addicted to the texting, you know, in there, essence? And there are a lot of people out there, and that's how they prefer. And it's kind of um, an avoidance way of communicating. It's, you know, pseudo-communicating. I'm communicating, but very controlled, and I'm guarding myself. And I'm going to tell you, you're, you're not really ready to enter that type of relationship until you can become comfortable talking with the person you're in that relationship with. Exactly. Because you're going to build trust as we talk and spend time together and we look in each other's eyes and you can understand the message and the intensity or what's going on. I mean, off topic, on topic, but a different um, example is um, when somebody's upset with somebody or frustrated or disappointed and that person texts them, it could the message might say, you know, hope you have a good day. And they'll come and read me the text, and I'll be like, hope you have a good day. Can you believe she texted? I'm like, <laughs> they throw in their own thought. And I'm like, Whoa. They throw on in there. <laughs> Chris is cracking up, and so am I, doctor. That was great. It's because too bad some of you couldn't have seen the doctor just have a fit. <laughs> you want to know why it's so funny? Because that that expression, that you know, gesture that you just made. Yes. I have been on both ends of that. <laughs> I have been the one who read it 
and took it the wrong way, and I've been the one who sent it and was meaning it. Diff- it, 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 it <laughs> and then I've turned around and had the conversation where I'm like, we, we need to just agree that we don't text anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's just not do Seriously, it. Seriously, are you coming on board with us on this point? Yeah, I, I'm, all, I'm anti-text. Let's get rid of texting. Seriously. Just pick up the phone and call, call me. them. And if I don't, and you know what Young bothers man, me too? you're still in the dating world what and bothers, you really are agreeing with us? Yeah, no, absolutely. Because what bothers me is when people text and say, hey, can you talk? Or hey, are you around? <laughs> and I'm like, the amount of time it just spent you to type that message and hit send, you could have just called me. And if I was around or if I could talk, I would have answered. Okay, if so if not, leave a message and I'll call you back. Exactly. You know what? I'm glad he's entered the conversation Me tonight. Too. Okay, from a male perspective, a young man in your 30s, attractive, I might add, and <laughs> and handsome as all get out. I mean, you really are. And ladies, don't be calling him and asking him out here. Okay, <laughs> but you are saying, if I'm hearing you correctly, Chris, that you have been burnt with this whole texting paradigm that is going on in dating now. Right, because here, here's the one thing: whether it's a text message, you can even take it to the corporate level. Forget it. Let's let's just remove the whole dating relationship scene. Okay, and let's take it to a completely yeah, separate do. level. Let's do and go corporate emails. Yes, if you're in a corporate email setting. Whether it's an email or a text, you, whoever the other, whoever I'm sending this message to, has no idea what the tone is That's right. in my words. Even with emojis? <laughs> <laughs> Smiley face! <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't I mean, stand it, you. Smiley face! I, I, <laughs> laughing out loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you, you don't know what the tone is. I and agree with you. I do. Maybe you can't actually be face-to-face and in person, but at least if you're on the phone, you can try. You might not be able to see... You're getting somewhere, right? There's three main things. We've talked about this before. There's the words that I'm saying, there's the tone in my voice, and then there's my body body language, language, right? Exactly. Well, in a text message, you have the words. That's it. Yeah. In In a phone conversation, you have the words and you have the tone of my voice. Right. And in person, you get all three, right? That's exactly right. So... Let's at least put ourselves in a position to have two out of the three and just pick up the phone. Because if you pick up the phone, you're guaranteeing yourself two of those three things. I totally agree. And when you said, let's take it out of the dating scene, me as a realtor for 25 years, I will tell you that, yes, sometimes it's easy to text something like an appointment, see you there at 12 o'clock or whatever. Okay. But when you're dealing with some difficult situation in business, you really need to talk on the phone because emails and texts are misunderstood. Right. And if someone's asking you important questions, you want to make sure you understand it because, look, Right. It could be as simple as they forgot to put a comma. Right. And True. if you don't put a comma in the text, it changes the whole sentence. Exactly. It changes the whole entire <laughs> meaning of what they're saying. You know? Okay, so we agree, and we're going to talk more about this right after our break, and we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Call a friend and have them listen to Go Yard. It don't matter what plans I got, I can break them. Yeah, I can turn this thing around at the next red light And I don't mind telling all the guys I can't meet them Hell, we can all go raise some hell on any other night 
just have to see it now If you wanna call me, call me, call me You don't have to worry about it, baby You can wake me up in the dead of the night Wreck my plans, baby, that's alright This is a drop, everything kind of thing Swing on by, I'll pour you a drink The door's unlocked, I'll leave on the lights Baby, you can crash my party this is the Tan Talk Radio Network. This is Megan, an independent ambassador for Plexus, the pink drink. There is finally a healthy solution to help you lose weight. It's a most natural product that will burn fat, not muscle. People around the country are experiencing amazing results, and you can too. Check out my independent ambassador website for my contact info, testimonials, and product information at M. Kramer, K R A M E R dot myplexus p-l-e-x-u-s products dot com prompt professional service is what you will receive when you allow marcia McAllister of charles rittenberg realty to help find that perfect home or list your home for sale with over 23 years of experience in the tampa bay area you will enjoy a smooth transaction from start to finish Call Marsha today at 727-417-0707. Now is a great time to buy or sell a home. Call Marsha McAllister at 727-417-0707. From the Sunshine State, this is Tampa Bay's Tan Talk. And maybe watching on video, can't see Chris the engineer in the control room, but he acted out all of that song very, <laughs> very beautifully. Call me baby. Okay, and that's kind of what we're talking about here tonight, Dr. Angel. We're talking about relationships, especially navigating relationships and, and when we can get into, to, uh, you know, problems in relationships, especially when we're just dating, getting to know somebody, and we just really had a nice talk about uh, texting versus calling. So those were great songs, Chris, to make our point. Mm-hmm. All right, Doctor, we so often find that we are just kind of running, you know, running towards a new relationship excitedly and getting in deep water and maybe jumping too quick and moving. It. Some people move in together so quickly, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And mm. then they look back three months later and go, hey, what happened? True. And they do. And so we're going to want to slow down our new relationships. And, you know, here we have a rule. It's called the 50 30 20 rule. We have this rule? It is a rule. Okay, now we have a rule. So this will help navigate a new relationship. So, Because what happens, we talked about it, is that we give all of our extra time to this new person that we're in this relationship with, and and we're kind of neglecting the other relationships in our life. First of all, it's not healthy. Right. We're setting up a stage for failure in our relationship when we do that. So the 50-30-20 rule says 
that we should spend 50% of our leisure time with a new relationship that we're is working towards growing. 50% of our leisure, leisure time. time. Yes. <laughs> Define that, doctor. So whatever our extra time is that, that we would spend on leisure, not time we're cleaning our house or working or doing the things, our responsibilities, our leisure time, 50% of that we can spend with the person that we are navigating this relationship with. Okay. 30% of our leisure time, we need to spend with friends and family and keeping our relationships connected and growing on those ends. Right. And that's where a lot of times that whole section of time takes a real hit, doesn't it? It really does. I was reading the Life Cycle of Relationships book a couple months ago. Oh, is there a, such a book? Yeah, and it goes through the life cycles <laughs> of relationship. And what happens usually like the first six months is it's all about the person I'm dating. Right. And, you know, friends and family are widowed. That's what they like call it. And then widowed. all of a sudden okay. we're going to start bringing these people in and introducing them into our relationship. And... It gets kind of crazy because now we were used to all the time just me and you, and now we're adding, you know, different mm -hmm. personalities yeah, and likes and dislikes, and it can really hurtful. cause a relationship to crumble. So let's keep our relationships invested in what we already have, friends, family, whoever those important relationships are. In other words, are. just don't neglect those because you're you're young and in love or old and in someone. love or right. dating someone. Yeah, wait. Right. Okay. You know, your friends and family were there before this person and they'll be there after this person. Yes. Don't so, neglect your mama there. <laughs> true story. And then 20% of our time needs to be in our alone time and doing the things for ourselves, our self-care time. But, you know, doctor, that's where a lot of that doesn't happen. In, in, in new, in especially new relationships, that they're the alone time just doesn't happen. They're so quote unquote obsessed. I'm going to say the word it with a true. new relationship that they can, they don't even think about. Oh, I need to spend time reading a good book alone. Oh no, I got to call. You know, or you know, do the hobby I enjoy doing, or go to the gym that I enjoy doing, and keep me alive in the process. Right. So many times we sell ourselves out for that other person. Right. And we can't do that if you want a healthy long-term relationship. Yeah. Because there's going to be a time you're going to want to reconnect with your friends. Or you're going to reconnect with yourself. And it's going to cause everything to disrupt. Yes. There'll be like, hello, we have not done this. And no, I want this person back that gives me everything. Right. And so we definitely need to divide that leisure time and up. And doctor, would you go so far as to say that there are people out there that are on the prowl, quote unquote, for a relationship so much. And then when they find you. <laughs> You're sitting there waiting to be found. And when they find you, they consume you. Mm -hmm. And they're so controlling, and you cannot measure up to their demands. Do you know what I'm saying? Chris, you do know what I'm talking about. I know you do. <laughs> I know because we, doctor, have listened to some of his stories. Do you? So, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to pull you in here if you don't want to be pulled no, in. No, so, so say it again. Let me make sure I, make sure I heard you correctly. Oh, gosh. Some people are just sitting there waiting to find that right new relationship so they can consume it totally, so they can devour that person, so to speak, and spend every, you know, get them so cranked up and upset or, you know, time-consuming, da-da-da-da-da, obsessed. Sure. Obsessive behavior. That's what I'm talking about. And so my, I guess my comment on that would be, and I'm not a doctor, but I would think that one of the reasons why that might be true or why that might come about is 
Because if you find that someone, right, let's say you're just going through your ho-hum, you're just being yourself, but you're not all that happy. Right. right? You're lonely. Which is a lot of people. Let's yeah. be honest. How many people yes. in life sure. can honestly look themselves in the mirror and say they really enjoy where they are in life or right. they're really happy? Um, so you're not all that happy, whether it's your job, whether it's your personal life, whether it's your relationship life, whatever that might be. And all of a sudden somebody comes along. And you, like you said, start to sort of just, you're all in. You're yeah, all in right all away. all in. That's a good way to put it. I would think that part of that is because if I'm going all in on this relationship, I'm giving it my all, it's giving me a self, it's giving me a sense of satisfaction. Mm-hmm. And it's possibly giving me a sense of satisfaction that I'm not getting in my normal life on sure. my own because I'm not that happy in my career. I, I thought I was going to be further along. I thought I'd be making more money. I thought I would be already be married by now. I thought I would already own a house. I thought I would have a new car. All these things that I thought I would have by this point in my life, mm-hmm. I don't have. So now to sort of try to make yourself feel better, you go all in with the relationship because you feel... It just makes you feel. It just good. makes you it feel. Feels, it makes you feel like you're doing a the good, right thing. Uh, the right yeah. thing. You're doing a good deed. You're on the right sort track. Of thing. Yeah, you're you're making progress. You're headed towards all those goals. Right, and those goals could still clearly be way down the road. <laughs> you're not getting any closer. The only thing maybe you're getting closer to is a restraining order, depending on how <laughs> de- depending on how all in and you know exactly. crazy up front you are. But I think a lot of times, like and you guys were touching on this a little bit earlier. People try to mask things that are going wrong or that are, that are negative in their life mm-hmm. by the positives of a new relationship. Excellent point. It, it is a great point, and it's true. Relationships in the beginning, they feel perfect. Right. And they feel really good. It's yeah. the honeymoon phase, it right? Is. It the is. It's the honeymoon, honeymoon phase. phase. And so there's a lot of you know sparks that fly, and there's feelings that you just don't have until you're in a new relationship. And... So they people crave that, you know. Oh, there's yeah. a whole dynamic of people who just want to continue only having new relationships because exactly. that's when they get those feelings. The problem with when we have people who just go all in really fast, what they're doing is they're looking for this romantic relationship out of their need and lacking. Exactly. And we need to look for relationships out of our excess. What I have that's spilling over that I can bring into another person in this relationship. Instead of looking for something that's going to fill my void. Exactly. Because if if you're filling my void, like Chris said. Yeah, Chris, that was a good point. Then I'm going to be so hungry for that that I'm going to just cling to you because I need you to fill that void. to fill that void. And so it's going to be a constant calling, calling, smothering. Yes. Where where are you? What what are you doing? What's going on? It makes us panicking. It makes us feel insecure. It makes us jump to all kinds of really wild conclusions. Mm -hmm. And if they don't answer a text in 10 minutes, well, oh, they must be cheating or this must be happening. And we throw our in these crazy frenzies right we need to engage in our relationships out of our abundance boy that's a good point whoa okay (laughs) and out of our abundance what do you mean by that doctor well this relationship doesn't need to fill my holes i need to work on how i get my own holes filled in other ways that i have power and control over not a person so if i'm feeling my life is lacking in happiness or contentment maybe i need to change my career maybe i need 
to pay off my debt. Whatever it is that I'm feeling, maybe is you need lacking. to start watching baseball and football. Right? Maybe I need. Amen. Right, yeah. Amen. Amen. Right there. Well, we all, all three of us, we do spend time doing those things, which does fill some time mm-hmm. and is a good social thing to do. Don't you think? <laughs> I know oh, I am so feeling the, the football void right I now. I know, I know. Baseball's going to start here real soon. Th- that was soon great, enough. the Hallelujah Course. The Rays got their first spring training win today. Oh, great, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Love our Rays. We love our Rays. And so, you know, yeah. maybe we need to make more friends or join a different social network. So we need to fill our voids in our own ways, right. not through another relationship. Exactly. And so out of my excess, I mean, once I feel mostly filled, this relationship isn't giving me something I don't need. This is adding mm-hmm. to what I have. And that isn't that the ideal thing that it should do? Absolutely. That's where healthy relationships are. Right. So right. when we can add to, then when we're separate, I don't feel like my world is crumbled. I'm not falling apart. I can handle that separate time. Right. That they're hanging with their family or their friends or their own alone time. And and stop being so paranoid if that is you out there. You know, stop always thinking the worst. Do you know what I'm trying to say? I do know what you're saying because I hear it all the time. Um, and, and it destroys a relationship, you know, that self-fulfilling prophecy. There's so many people who... You know, this person must be cheating on me because they're texting, you know, somebody they knew in high school or they're doing this or they're doing that. And the truth of it is, is you're going to create them to do that because you're going to accuse them of it so much. I'll be like, well, might as well. Might as well. Yep. And so you have to stop going there. Don't go to the negative. Right. You know, talk about it. And that's where that communication comes communication. back. Communication. We keep coming back to that word. You know, and talking Call, about don't it. Text. <laughs> Call, True. don't text. Call, don't text. That's where building Chris. trust that's right. comes into play. So if sure. I'm taking this out of my abundance, we're taking it slow, we're working on building trust, then that relationship has got a solid foundation. That's right. And that's what we, if our foundation's weak, we crumble quick. We do. Or we crumble hard. Yeah. We implode with that relationship and we go crashing and burning. I like that word implode. We do. And so (laughs) the foundation is what's going to make the longevity and the healthiness of a relationship. So we need to put a lot into that. Yes. And it takes effort. It does. And okay. Stay true to yourself. Talk to me about that, doctor. What do you mean by that? Oh my gosh. Okay. So there is a movie and I can't remember the name of it, but Julia Roberts did it where every time she dated a guy, she ate her eggs the way they ate their eggs. Oh yeah. Um, I know that. Um, oh, I can't think of the name of it, but I know but, I've seen it was that movie. Always, they're kind yes. of that chameleon effect where right. I'm going to do whatever it is you like so that um, so that you like me more. So you like me and we're connected. Right. And at one point in the movie, they asked her, you know, she didn't even know how she really liked her own eggs because she spent so much time being what everybody else was. Yes. But she didn't know who herself is. Exactly. We cannot lose ourselves in the process. No, we cannot. We have to stay true to ourselves. meaning... Good point. It's okay that I like sushi and the person I'm dating hates it. That's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay to be different. Right. Um, on little things, it's okay. Um, I have morals and values. I need to stay true to my morals and values. That's right. And a lot of times we'll put those on the back burner because we just want this person to love and accept us that... Mm-hmm. We'll just put them on the side and then guess what? Once we're settled and we feel secure in this relationship, now we have a conflict. Right. Because here I've compromised things that really core a part of who I am so that you would like me. And now I'm going to try and change it Mm -hmm. all up and we're going to think that's going to work. It's not. It's not going to work. And so staying true to yourself is we don't compromise our values, our beliefs. Those are ours. 
Right. And we have to be who we are no matter who we're with. Absolutely. And so often, I think a lot of times people get into a new relationship and they're constantly talking about their past relationships. Ooh, Would you agree with so that, Doctor? True. And that is a do not do. Do not do. We do not need to compare <laughs> the new person or even the new relationship from some past person or past relationship. I mean, some of it naturally happens inside of our mind, and that's where it needs to stay, is inside of our mind. But when we're constantly telling the story of, you oh. wouldn't believe this person I dated oh, and yeah. what they did. You're and so rah, much rah, rah. different from my ex. You're so much better, even if it's positive. <laughs> Chris is really, sh he's getting into this show tonight, doctor. He's shaking his head. I believe he has done this, or else he has dated someone who's done this. <laughs> And we need to stay away from doing that, you know, <laughs> even and even comment. when we're talking to our friends, yes. we don't need to make. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We don't need to make those comparisons. So right. keep them in our mind where they belong. They don't right. belong in words in the relationship. Because it's going to do damage to that new relationship. If you're always saying, well, you know, this happened and all, this awful thing happened to me well, or this true. wonderful thing happened to me and that person left me. <laughs> and you. you Right. And each relationship is a new experience. And you need to take this relationship is not my past. And we don't need to right. compare it. We don't need to bring that our past into this current. We need to bring our past lessons internally ah, into it. There you go. Our past lessons. Not necessarily our, all of our past events. True. And so that's a good a big no-no. Let's not bring those past relationships or individuals romantic individuals into our current ones um it just makes someone feel like they're constantly being everything they're doing is being like measured up to somebody else who wants to be measured up to someone else right good or bad it stinks right and it's just not healthy so let's just not do it good point like um, that you know what communication we talk about let the other person know your boundaries what you're comfortable with what you're not comfortable with um a lot of times we'll just just like our values and our, our morals or beliefs we'll throw them on the side burner a lot of times we we're afraid to tell somebody like i'm, I'm not comfortable with public display of affection or right good point. it's okay to tell them i'm not comfortable with that yeah now maybe we have something we can talk about as we're getting to know each other and things might change maybe they don't but we need to lay it out there right um, yeah some people don't want to be affectionate in public and that and they should that should be respected absolutely and right. so and we need to feel comfortable enough with that person to be able to tell that person right where our boundaries might be or not be um and that's okay to do like maybe a person doesn't want texts during work because it's frowned they get in trouble or it's frowned upon during the course of their job and if i'm texting you during the course of your job sure. i'm getting you in trouble right so exactly maybe you don't want to do that you know yeah. say it but what happens is, is they get afraid yeah to say something oh maybe they're not gonna like me now or they're not gonna want to be with me now and this is a deal breaker yeah and if it's really somebody that's worth investing in they'll they'll respect you that. know and and back to your communication point these things are very important in a relationship and that they, they can cause hurt they can cause all kinds of of misunderstandings why not talk about them early on in the relationship like public display of affection about texting during workplace those are good examples those are great things that we need to lay and start talking about yeah. those are great conversations to be having oh absolutely with how we feel about certain things um a big one is continue to be independent person oh 
take care of your responsibilities. So many times when we get in that dating relationship, we kind of lay our responsibilities to the side. Oh, you know, yeah. Our bills are getting paid late. We're not really keeping up with our house and stuff. I'm in charge of my happiness. My happiness is not coming from my significant other. That's right. That's and I'm right. still an independent person. What happens is we lose our independence and we become very codependent and we're building oh. a very unhealthy codependent relationship. You want to define codependency because I know it's a problem for a lot of people in relationships, doctor. I don't know how you best define that. Oh, but you're really putting me on the spot. But I know. Boiling it down, it's allowing, I'm depending on this other person for most of my basic emotional needs and physical needs. And I Everything. need this person yeah. and I'm so tied and connected to this person to get my things met. We, we're in, we were two people when we came in. We are still two people. Right. Now, as relationships grow, we might become interdependent. Yeah. Explain that. Interdependent is where we might divide some of the, the things we need to do. Like one person might take more of paying some of the bills, but the other person might take more of the household chores. That's interdependent. Or exactly. I need you to you know do sure. your part and you need me right. to do my part. Right. And so codependence, no. Yeah interdependent that's where we want to grow in a relationship we're right. interdependent on each other but in the meantime we need to keep our independence we're still an individual and if this relationship crumbles i still have myself right and if i become so codependent on you i am i'm gonna crumble because exactly. i don't know how to do my own things right anymore. yeah oh these are really good things i hope everybody's taking notes chris you have a comment well and the other thing that i i've i've noticed um in my year or two that i've been on this earth <laughs> um, is you want to try to find the things that complement each other. Yeah. And a lot of times you can look at those as negatives because they're things that you don't have in, have in common. Everybody wants to find things you have in common, right? Right. But if you are looking at things that you don't have in common, that can be looked at as, well, maybe this isn't going to work because we don't have this in common, we don't have that in common. But if you try to take that... And instead of looking at it as a negative, look at it as, okay, this is an opportunity for us to complement each other. Absolutely. You're not good at managing money. I am phenomenal at keeping a budget. We complement each other. Exactly. We work together to yes. do it. You're not good at speaking in public or whatever. And, and I am. So when we go out in public, I tend to be more... Uh, outgoing and more of an extrovert those than are you. good points you know really whatever, good points whatever yeah. those things are right instead of looking at it in terms of oh well we just don't have anything in common try to figure out of those things that maybe you don't have in common is there a way that you can make it so that you complement each other and work together so that you're both becoming a better person individually exactly right because you yes. need to become a better person individually individually but at the same time you're also becoming a better couple together there you go you know that i Very said well that better said. myself and we do we need those things that we share in common that's what attracts us and then we need those things that we can complement each other with absolutely right. if we had all the same strengths and all the same weaknesses we would be a very weak couple exactly and so having Opposite strengths and weaknesses can absolutely strengthen It's yourself. really a good thing. It's not something to be afraid of. Absolutely not. So if one person in the relationship is really good at managing money and budgeting, they can help bring that other person up. And that's what relationships are about, growing upwards. You know, this has been so good, and we haven't begun to talk about mm -hmm. all the aspects of it. So we're going on next week with Navigating Relationships Part 2. 
And you can listen to this show this Saturday and Sunday on StarcomRadioNetwork.com. We are syndicated there every Saturday and Sunday at noon Eastern Time. Noon Eastern. Tell a friend. StarcomRadioNetwork.com. Four words. StarcomRadioNetwork.com. Noon. 12 noon Eastern Time. Saturday and Sunday. You can hear this show again. Have a great week. Next week, part two, Navigating Relationships. This has been Dr. Angel and Mama Mac and Chris the Engineer bringing you Go Yard. See you next week. Good night. WTAN, Clearwater, Tampa Bay.